So here's a question for you. Is No Nut November more important than Pride Month? You see, one is a celebration of sexual orientations, and the other is a rejection of certain sexual actions. One focuses on the lives and sexuality of a relatively small amount of people, and the other started as sort of a meme and has evolved into an awareness of month around porn addiction, which is an issue that I would say the vast majority of men suffer from today. One gets a large amount of corporate support by companies who wish to either make money or, at the very least, not lose money by passing purity tests, and the other is almost entirely ignored by mainstream culture. So I will admit that this is not exactly an apples-to-apples apples comparison, okay? But since they are the kind of two sexually-themed months, I think the only two sexually-themed months? I don't know, is there a women's month? I mean, we, I, know, I guess we can't really define a woman right now anyway, so let's not do that. But this is the internet, so we can have conversations like this. So let's get into it. Now, I assume that everybody knows what Pride Month is. You know, it's the celebration of the, the people, the history, the accomplishments of all those who identify under the LGBTQAI plus flag. Um, there's got to be a... Is there a shorter term for that, an accepted shorter term? I don't think you can just call people, call them gay, right? Because that's, they're not all gay, right? That's why there's the acronym. I don't know. I'm just going to say rainbow people moving forward. I don't mean it out of disrespect. I just don't want to keep having to spell that out. But basically, that's what Pride Month is. It's the celebration of rainbow people and rainbow culture, all right? So, okay, good enough there. Now, do you know what No Nut November is? Maybe not. This is less popular, but it's it's gaining steam. No Not November started as a meme. Uh, it was just kind of like a joke. Just like, yeah, you can't nut in November. No masturbation. Uh, basically, no orgasm. I mean, like, the, officially, it was, like, initially, like, just no male orgasm. That was the idea. You could, you know, I guess, edge, and you could watch porn. Uh, and it was just really just a joke to make funny memes about. And it was supposedly then followed by Destroy Dick December, where you then have to jerk off an increasingly, you know, higher amount each day. So, you know, December 1st, it's once. The second, it's two times. Third, three times, so on and so forth, until eventually you destroy your dick. Hence the name. And this was funny and everything, but uh, during that time that, like, this kind of meme caught on, it was also around the time where awareness around porn addiction was rising. And so it's kind of like been by people who, you know, are anti-pornography, who are in the, the porn addiction recovery space, like, you know, the, the NoFap community and whatnot. They've kind of taken this No Nut November month and used it as a porn addiction awareness month. And I've pretty much gone with that because I see this as a massive problem, which is, you know, why we're talking about it today. You know, we've got, you know, the, the Pride Month, um, it's got huge amounts of visibility, but then we got No Nut November, which you know it's it's not quite up there. But I think that that that's that's wrong. We need to get No Nut November to be a officially recognized month. All right, you know we gotta we gotta petition Joe Biden. Come on, Joe. Let's go. No, not November. It's got to be part of, you know, your platform, man. If you want to get if you want to get 2024 locked down, I think, you know, you got to you got to make some moves on the no, not November front. Now, some people I'm sure will be offended by me even making this video, even asking this question, right? How could you, you know, how could you compare No Nut November, this stupid meme, to you know this this holiday that celebrates the the struggle and triumph of these deeply marginalized people? And you know, if that were still the case, then I would agree, right? Like in certain parts of the world, 
things are still pretty messed up. You know, if you're still throwing non-heterosexual people off of roofs, well, that's seriously screwed up. Stop that, all right? The rainbow people, they deserve as much love, freedom, dignity as anyone else, all right? I, I'm fully behind that. They're, they should, People should not be, you know, having their, their lives ruined, should not be getting attacked, okay? You know, that's that's absolutely screwed up. But that's not where we're at in modern culture today, right? Modern culture today is extremely pro-rainbow, pro-pride. You know, it's like every major brand is supporting it. You see the the rainbow profiles everywhere during the month. You know, all of the the, the big companies, they, they, are, they are putting rainbows on everything, okay? And, okay, so like... It's like any mainstream platform, all right? Any big platform for a person, if you are anti-rainbow, you are going to get way, way, way more hate than if you're pro-rainbow. Bottom line. I mean, I, I, if anyone can point to any major untruth there, then then let me know. But that's, that's what I see. And I even see that in my own social circles, okay? And... I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's still individual instances of bigotry. There always will be, always be individual instances of unjust discrimination. But that's not where we're at now. Now, I also get that there's always going to be people who are so deeply dyed in the tie-dye that they're going to be saying, oh, the, the, the rainbow rights have not gone far enough until every anyone can use any bathroom they want, that until infants can transition, uh, until pronouns are enforced by law, and there is a furry on the board of every company in America, then things have not progressed far enough. There still is discrimination. And, okay, you know what? You can say that, and I'm just going to have to disagree, and we can take that conversation another time. But that's not what I want to focus on here today. My big point is that I think No Nut November is pointing to an issue that is far more severe today than Pride is. You know, Pride is more of like a celebration of like, hey, here's a struggle and pe people have gotten past it and hurrah, okay? And that's good. We need to celebrate good things. We need to celebrate people being treated with dignity, of course. But... Right now, we're dealing with a real serious problem with porn addiction, and a lot of people who are unfamiliar with this this conversation, uh, they might they might be rolling their eyes right now. It's like, oh, pff, what's come on, porn? Really? Is that really that really, is that really that big of a deal? <laughs> right? Like, I, I get this a lot, and yeah, it is. It's hard to get good numbers on this stuff because there hasn't been a ton of studies on like you know exactly how all the numbers shake out. There's there's a bunch out there, but they all kind of say sort of different things. Like my own estimation here is about 80 to 90% of guys are hooked on porn. I mean, we do know that about 35% of all internet traffic is porn, which if you just like, you know, think, oh, 35%, what, what does that mean? It's hard to conceptualize that, but then you have to think of like how much internet traffic there is, like the world runs on the internet and 35% of it is people jerking off or, you know, women doing whatever, you know, sh doing their thing. <laughs> and that's that's crazy. Like if you think about it in terms of like road traffic with cars, that's 6 out of every car 6 out of every 20 cars you see on the road is about porn. <laughs> right? Um and obviously, you know, the fact that you don't have to drive anywhere to get porn is a big part of why it's such a big deal today, you know, but we didn't have these have the issues that I'm going to be talking about in a second when it was just magazines and videos. You know, I guess we, we did at a much smaller rate. But since everyone's got their, you know, their porn in their pocket now with their cell phones, it's fundamentally changed the game. It's fundamentally altered human operation because it's it's created this massive disruption at the core of human life, which is sexuality. 
Because think about it, all right? Think about how society is structured as a whole. What's what's like the, the fundamental unit? The, like the, it's the individual, right? And then the next largest unit around that that really matters, it's the family, right? And so what's the family built off of? Well, it's built off of the sexual relationship between typically a man and a woman. You know, this is at least the the the, the family unit that reproduces and makes more people, right? Which is, I think we can argue, is a very, very important thing. And so when you mess with the sexual relationship at all, then you are going to have massive ripples throughout society. And that, in many ways, is what we are seeing. You can see sexuality at some of the, the most important issues of our time, all right? Like divorce rates, skyrocketing divorce rates. You know, pornography is playing a part in all of that. You know, um, abortion. What's at the heart of that? Oh, it's sexuality, right? Um, it's like what people choose to do sexually. And I believe that pornography, it, it adds to this idea that sexuality is a toy. It's something that you can play with. It's something that doesn't really have consequences um, until it does, right? In the case of an abortion, it's like, hey, we had sex, you know, generally, you know, outside of the, the rape scenario, which accounts for such a minute fraction of abortions, you know, a massive amount of it's just because people wanted to have recreational sex and they didn't want to get pregnant. They just wanted to have the fun part. They just wanted to have the playtime. And when you're constantly using pornography, it makes you think, oh, that's my sexuality's for. It's for play. Okay. And when you mess up that, when you 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 make sexuality something that is not really about true intimacy, not really about true bonding, well, that's where all the divorce rate stuff comes from. You know, the 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 divorce rates of couples who don't have sex before marriage are so much lower than the people who, who go otherwise. Because I think there is a, a fundamental bonding, a pair bonding mechanism. It's a neurochemical thing. All right. What we learned growing up in um, you know, Catholic school was that the pair bonding mechanism is kind of like a sticker, all right? If you take a sticker and you stick it on something, it sticks pretty well. But if you take it off and then you put it back on and you take it off and you put it back on and take it off and put it back on, you know, basically having a lot of sexual partners, eventually that pair bonding mechanism doesn't work as well. And so, you know, I think that's a big reason behind the issues that people are facing in, uh, in divorce, okay? And I also think that it plays a big role in why people are having so much trouble finding relationships even there are so many people out there today who aren't getting married who want to be you know or they're they're putting it off super long time because they want to make sure that they can focus on this that or the other because they can jerk off on the side you know women can they can sleep around like there is a a, a devaluing of sexuality and pornography commoditizes all of this okay and Obviously, then there's this bigger issue that comes from all those things, which is potential population collapse. But I want to get into all of that. But like all of these things are kind of connected to it. But it goes deeper, right? It goes down into the individual issues that people face who struggle with pornography. Okay. And in order to understand this, you got to understand like porn is basically a status simulation, particularly for men. It's simulating the status of having reproductive success, right? When you, every time that a guy is bringing up, bringing up a bunch, bunch of tabs of pornography, he's basically pretending like he is the big king. He's the grand poobah who's got a harem of women who are ready to serve him. And there's a little part of his brain that then lights up in this scenario. There's a little primal part that's not smart enough to know that this is fake, right? That's the whole thing. A part of your brain can't tell it's fake, which is why it works. Otherwise, you wouldn't your brain wouldn't treat it as a sexual experience. 
But we trick this primal part of our brain into thinking that we're having this peak sexual experience with all these hot women or even just one super hot woman or just, you know, whatever it is. And you have this this status simulation. Your brain gets real excited. It's like, hey, we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're passing on our genes. And it releases all of this dopamine. Okay? But the thing is, this is a completely unnatural hyperstimulus. This is something that our brains not evolved for. You know, in 10 minutes of online porn browsing, your brain can see more potential mates than our hunter-gatherer ancestors could have seen in their entire lifetime. Okay, it's kind of like these, porn is like the the sexual analog of the hyper-palatable junk food of today. You know, the junk food of the fast food, you know, the, the candies, those, you know, chemically engineered in a lab, like treats that you can't stop eating, you, you just gotta, gotta keep going. Like, same kind of thing. It's like our brain didn't evolve to deal with this kind of stuff, so people have self-control issues with it. And then when they binge on it, the negative consequences can be brutal. You binge on junk food, you're going to have all kinds of health problems. You binge on porn, you're going to have all kinds of other problems. Okay, so like, for example, erectile dysfunction rates are crazy high. I think I saw a study, it was like, uh, you know, in 1995, there was like 155 million people struggling in the world with erectile dysfunction. And then by 2025, it's projected it's going to be like 320 million. It's like more than doubled, which is insane. I saw another study that was talking about how like erectile dysfunction for men under the age of 25, like back in the early 1900s, it was like 1% or something like that or less. But now it's like almost 20%, which is freaking nuts, especially since not all people who are addicted to porn, like they don't necessarily have erectile dysfunction issues. Like me personally, when I struggled with porn, I didn't have that. I had other issues. I had massive issues with my ability to focus, my ability to be self-motivated. Because when you're bombarding your brain with this status simulation, releasing all this dopamine, all of a sudden, all the other pleasures in your life, they start to become less valuable. They start to get duller. Because it's kind of like, you know, if you stare at the sun constantly and then you go into a dimly lit room, you might have beautiful, you know, artwork on the walls but you won't be able to see it. You won't be able to appreciate it because your eyes are just so overstimulated. This is what happens with all of life, okay? And so porn is like robbing guys of their ability to take action, to drive forward. And when a man can't take action and drive forward, well, guess what? He's not able to raise his status. He's not able to become, you know, the best man that he could ever be, right? Like, you know, (laughs) and personally, that sucks for him because a man's attractiveness basically is his status. You know, it's you take the combination of a man's social, financial, physical status, that's like how hot he is, more or less. You take those things, you combine it together, that that determines what kind of girl he could get to look at him. And so if he can't actually do the things that would allow him to make the girls that he would want look at him, well, that's ruining his life, and it's also screwing up things for women, but that's also screwing up things at large for society. Like, how many... How many geniuses have been untapped in our generation because they don't have to go out and earn the admiration of a woman to scratch their sexual itch? They just get to sit around and fap. And it doesn't even, like, satisfy them. It just numbs the pain, right? It just numbs the pain. The problem is, like, as you keep doing that, you keep, you know, not advancing in life in the way that you would like. You keep not building that deep, intimate connection with another person, building a family, these things that bring a higher level of fulfillment. Well, then your life actually becomes worse. It can become shallower, you know, especially if you start dealing with sexual dysfunction. You start dealing with maybe some of the other forms of sexual dysfunction where you start getting weird escalating fetishes or, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Like, 
it can make you just want to lean into porn harder to escape all of those painful realities. It creates this negative spiral, which then can feed into other forms of escapism as well. And it's not just men that this is screwing up, it's screwing up women as well. Now, there's been an increase in the number of women who are in like the, the, the porn addiction recovery communities and stuff. Like I know like nofap.com, like that has a whole section dedicated to women who struggle with porn, that sort of thing. Um, but it's not like, I would say on average, the, the bigger impact on women is that they then have to compete, right? Like if they're going out in the dating market and guys are watching, you know, specific kinds of sex acts that are, you know, a normal woman would never naturally consider, but now they have to like, oh, I got to let this guy do what on my face? I have to let him stick it where? And it's like, I have to do it on the first date or else he's going to just pass me on. It's like, this is the kind of culture that we're creating for women and it sucks, you know? And then you've got the whole physical side of things where in a lot of ways, I think an eating disorder and like addiction to plastic surgery and that kind of shit is like the female equivalent of, um, you know, a porn addiction because they're just doing a different kind of status simulation. Uh, and it's just, it gets, it gets weird. It's, it's, it warps everybody in every way and it's messed up. Now, I remember hearing one time that the rainbow people really love porn and that if you talk bad about porn, you're actually being anti-LGBTQAI. And that didn't make any sense to me at first. I'm like, what's the half, what do they have to do with each other? And then I, I heard the explanation that, well, you know, back when it wasn't as okay to be um, rainbow, uh, that like the only way people could find acceptance was through pornography. The only way they could find and understand their own sexual interests was through pornography. Um, and so they have an affinity for it. But the thing is like, even if that's where you found some validation for, you know, your sexual desired and chosen or inborn sexual expression, whatever it is, if you see that, okay, you see porn as something that validates that, it doesn't change the fact that it's still not a good thing for you. It's something that will warp and morph your sexual tastes. It can inhibit your sexual performance. And generally, it's just going to rot your brain. It's just junk. That's all it is. It's junk status, junk dopamine that's not good for you. And so my hope is that we can take No Nut November and we can turn it into the anti-pornography month. We can turn it into the quit porn addiction month because if you do this, it will transform your life. I remember Alexander Rhodes, the creator of NoFap, one of the things he was really fond of saying is that he has never seen anything where you, the changing of just one variable has led to such a wide sweeping amount of positive impact in a person's life. And there are thousands and thousands of reboot accounts. You go through a porn reboot, you quit for 90 days, hard mode, no sexual stimulation is the best way to do it. And you will reset your brain, you'll reset it to your natural sexuality, you'll reset your dopamine levels a lot. You will just start, you will see a tremendous, tremendous transformation in your life. And all you gotta do is try it. Problem is, it's very difficult to do. Most people cannot do it. Most people struggle. This is why it became a meme in the first place because if you're once you're already hooked on porn, it's very difficult to stop. Once you're already hooked on masturbating to it constantly, you're, you're addicted to that orgasmic high and it's something that you get all the time, particularly through some hyper-stimulated hyper digital means, it's very difficult. Most people fail at it. And this is what I've made a living doing for about the last decade is helping guys actually quit porn. I've helped thousands of guys 
quit porn. They've gone through my programs. I've one-on-one coached. I do it all. And so if you're interested in quitting and you want some of my best stuff, well, I got a bunch of stuff on YouTube. You can check out a bunch of playlists, my sexual self-mastery series. But if you want kind of the best stuff, you want to kind of cut just to the heart of it, well, then I want you to check out my manhood mastery training, which you can get by clicking the link in the description. All right. And if you just watch that totally free, you will learn some of the best things that you can learn in terms of quitting pornography. And so I would love to help you out with that. Let me know in the comments if you are quitting porn this month, if you are doing No Nut November. And for all those people out there who are saying, okay, Mark, I hear you on all this stuff. Porn's bad, but you shouldn't be making a video like this. Basically, you're you're comparing, you're asking whether an addiction is more important than a marginalized group of people. That's like having a conversation about whether the opiate epidemic is more important than Black History Month. And you know what? I agree with you. Maybe this was in poor taste, but I thought it was an interesting conversation. And really, it gave me a chance to talk about No Not November, which gave me a chance to talk about you got to quit porn because you do. All right. And if you do, your life will get better. I promise. And if I'm going to be real with you, it might get a little bit worse at first. And if you need trouble, get if you need help getting through that little part where it's tough, where it's challenging, where you're dealing with withdrawal symptoms. Well, that's what the Manhood Mastery Training is for and all my other content. So click that link. Ooyah. See you on the next one.